We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to summer edition of Rotowire Fantasy Show. This is the betting breakdown for World Cup 2022. I'm Adam Zedroik, joined by AJ Scholes. AJ, first off, welcome into the show. And how has your summer been going? Man, hard to complain. Uh, you know, weather's uh, starting to finally turn for the better here. I don't know if you've had it any better where you're at, but it's been a little dicey for parts here. But yeah, just getting ready. Um, you know, as everybody may or may not have seen, we're working on these articles we have over on rotowire.com, some betting articles. We're about partway through. Um, we're through group E now. Um, so yeah, I've been fun working on those and some picks and best bets for a couple of individual matchups, uh, you know, group by group. So yeah. Like, like I said, everything through Group E coming at you from myself and then, you know, you, Adam, of course, getting the other half of those. Yeah, uh, just right on rotowire.com, soccer, you have all of our World Cup previews. We're going to get every group preview in. Uh, the last one will be coming in just at the end of June. And then Chris Owen's going to have like an overall kind of a betting preview for the World Cup. But for this show, we have nine people, including us. So in addition to us, we're going to be shooting it off to a bunch of people. We're going to have seven other people. So we're going to have people from Argentina, Brazil, Bulgaria, South Korea, uh, Wisconsin, uh, <laughs> kind of a little bit of everywhere. So we got different, differing uh, thoughts, I guess you could say, different uh different ideas to where it's not just, you know, a, a United States people that are coming in talking about European team, South American team. So we got a bit of a mix here. And before we get into that, what is your general thought here? I got the bracket up um, on the site. If you're watching on Twitter or on YouTube, does anything – I mean, you've been looking through the groups, writing these articles. Is what what pops out to you the most? What I was looking at earlier, I think the the groups for Argentina and Brazil, uh, just in terms of how easy they are, I guess you could say, uh, compared to like you got Spain and Germany in the same group. You have uh, what Portugal and Uruguay going against each other, even France and Denmark. So it kind of feels like you know Argentina and Brazil have kind of the route, and I guess you kind of see that in the odds. We'll get to it, but they're two of the bigger favorites. Is does anything pop out to you? Yeah, I think what's uh, kind of strikes me in in a couple of these is how um, you know, especially looking at the odds, you have kind of one favorite, and then in some cases um, you have a second. Like you mentioned, like Spain and Germany, you know, for that group, it's pretty much them, right? Like Japan or Costa Rica would have to pull off a pretty big upset. Um, but for a couple of these other ones, like the second team to advance is a little uh, less clear. Obviously, you mentioned Argentina being a few favorite in their group, but like Mexico, Poland, they're both coming in about the same odds. Um, and then same for for the USA group, England, the favorites to win the group. Um, but then who makes it through between Wales or the USA? So it's been interesting to see like where the favorites are. I think my biggest surprise 
honestly, just looking at the odds, and we haven't gotten to this in our previews yet, but like Canada is the longest odds to win Group F here at plus, you know, plus 900. Um, I would have thought that they would be a little bit higher, um, probably over, you know, I thought they'd be better or, you know, better odds to win than Morocco. So um, there's a few surprises in here, uh, here and there, but, you know, for the most part, like the favorite team in each group is pretty straightforward. Um, obviously it never happens that way when the, when the <laughs> games actually start, but um, yeah, for the most part, the favorite looks pretty heavily uh, skewed in their favor. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know. We got a big hockey fan here, AJ <laughs> coming out with us uh, with the Canada uh, I mean, you know, Morocco, Croatia. Okay. Okay. But you mentioned England. And so first up, we're going to bring in former intern currently uh, writes for us, Liad Lerner. And Liad is here. And so the first thing I did was asked, well, I guess I put together what everyone wanted to do here. We're going to touch on, we're going to touch on favorites. We're going to touch on some underdogs, but Liad, the team he met, he picks out, uh, even no matter what just happened in Nations League. Liad, you still like England. Give us your thoughts on England right now. Yeah, hello, guys. It's great to be here. Um, I picked England back in either 2018 or 2019, so I have to stick with them. I'm feeling really confident about this pick. They're still my champions. Um, they have, you know, the second or third best team just on paper, looking at the names if everyone's healthy. Uh, and I think that they definitely have what it takes to to make it through to the final and win, uh, despite what you said. Their, their Nations League performances have not been very convincing recently, but, you know, it's at the end of a long season. I think they still got plenty left in the tank, and they can do the job, the whole thing. If there, if there was a team in that group that you think could maybe knock off England for, like, group winner, right? Like, we expect them to advance. But if somebody could challenge them, do you think it's Wales or the USA? What, do you, what are your thoughts there? I'd say the U.S. just because they have a higher ceiling. Um, you know, they, they missed out in the 2018 World Cup. And, you know, this was the youngest team to come through qualifying out of all the 32 teams that made it. Uh, but I think that their ceiling is higher than what Wales can provide, even with Gareth Bale. So I think the U.S. is the biggest challenge to England in that group. But I think England will have enough. Maybe maybe draw a game or two, uh, but they'll, they'll top the group and then they'll, they'll keep advancing, in my opinion. So if England wins their group, you have you look at the bracket here. We got winners of Group B going against runners up of Group A. And is anything going into like your thoughts of England uh, winning the World Cup here? Is anything going into like the thoughts of assuming that Netherlands wins Group A that they're going to get, you know, they're going to get a Senegal, they're going to get Ecuador, probably not Qatar, but maybe, but maybe they're going to get that team in the first knockout um, round match there. A little bit. For me, it's mostly based off of just, you know, team strength. The The way that the bracket shakes out, I mean, there's always a surprise or two every single World Cup. So it's so difficult to predict. So for me, when I look at it, it's less about, you know, the, the path to get to the final and more about which teams have the stronger players and have, uh, you know, the potential to, to do it all. So we've so hit on those. Oh, I, I got you, Adam. Uh, we've hit on those underdogs a little bit. What do you... What do you think, you know, um, or, you know, maybe an upset somewhere that, that you expect to happen? Uh, how, do you, how do you see other than, you know, obviously England winning, what, what else, you know, jumps out at you there? Yeah, I mean, some, some obvious underdogs are teams like Portugal and Denmark, which I'm sure some of the guys later on are going to touch on. But for me, uh, you know, looking at World Cup history, especially in the last, you know, 30, 40 years or so, there's only a really select few group of teams that can win it. Um, you know, there's really hasn't been any underdog winners of the full World Cup. Uh, so I think that there's really only five, like those top five or six teams are the really the only ones that have a chance to win. What is more interesting to me uh, is to see the the big upsets in the group stage. You know, there's that famous World Cup uh, winners curse. You know, the previous winner has gone out in the group stage every year since I think 1998. Um, so I think France is going to break that streak, but I think instead who's going to get cursed this year is going to be Belgium. Uh, Group F, like you mentioned earlier, AJ, uh, it's got some pretty weird teams like Canada, like Morocco, Croatia. All four of the teams are pretty solid. Uh, and, you know, Belgium is super old now. 
Uh, so is Croatia, you know, the reigning 2018 finalists. I think both of those teams go out in the group stage. I think Canada. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That's my bold upset prediction right there. Leah was the one who didn't have an underdog going into the show, and now he's just saying Belgium and Croatia are going to be out in group <laughs> stages. So there we go. But But going back to your point, I forgot to mention this when our show started. I wrote down some recent – the recent finals in the World Cup, you look back, you have France, you have Germany, you have Spain, Italy, Brazil, France. And it was the last World Cup where you said, you know, Croatia, they were plus 3,000 to win the World Cup four years ago. And that was probably, you know, one of the biggest underdogs we've seen reach the final. Um, I mean, even in 2002, when you go all the way back, you had South Korea and Turkey playing third place games. Those teams are, you know, kind of some big underdogs there, but otherwise you don't really get huge underdogs into the final uh, before we go here, but would you rather bet England to win it at plus seven fifty, or you can get them to reach the final at plus three, 300. Do you actually think England can win it? Because uh, a lot of people from England don't think they can win it. So <laughs> I think that they can, I know England, you know, the English people, they may be a little bit negative. They've been spurned in the past by previous golden generations. I understand that. But, you know, from an outside perspective, from an American's perspective, I really think England can do it this time around. All right. There you have it. Liad Lerner, uh, what, you got your Twitter account. You want to plug that or? Yeah, it's uh, Lerner underscore Liad. Uh, yeah. There you go. All right, Liad. Thanks for joining us, and we'll keep moving along here. Um, I'm not even sure what the – I guess I should keep an eye on the time here as we as we keep going so we don't extend this past an hour. But I believe the next person up we have is, as I check the sheet, just moving along. We got Ian Folletti is up, and Ian – let me unmute him. Ian, welcome into the show, Ian – works esports at the site works soccer and so your pick is germany yesterday okay it's still germany okay just making sure on that one okay we got plus 450 on germany so how how do you think they're going to make it out of their group here uh they got spain aj just released an article uh, germany against spain and he picked germany who are a slight underdog to get out of that group uh, to top spain in that one but uh, just give us your all thoughts on why you think Germany are, are going to go all the way here. So, I mean, Germany have more pedigree in the World Cup than anyone else. They have reached the final four 13 times, and that's more than any other team. This is a team that struggled in 2018, but before 2018 were absolutely a perennial semifinalist. And the only reason I think they struggled in 2018 was a lot of their team wasn't quite ready. If you look at it now, they have Kai Havertz, who's 23 now. He was 19 in 2018. Uh, uh, Musiala from Munich, he's 19 now. He's 15 in 2018. This is a team that has, in my opinion, more young talent than any other team in the World Cup and has a mix of veterans that every World Cup winning team, I think, has had, if you look back. I mean, as you were talking about earlier, you have France, Germany, Spain, Italy. These were not fully young teams these weren't teams like england where they're going to be having a starting 11 you know averaging 24 years old so so are you are you encouraged or a little bit nervous with the managerial change obviously you know uh low was there forever hans flick takes over now like is it a new voice kind of idea or do you have some concern about maybe a little bit of inexperience on his part managing you know, a, a World Cup caliber team. I don't think I have any concerns. I mean, he's coming from Bayern Munich. He's not coming from a team, uh, not even to go back to England, but he's not like Gareth Southgate coming from complete failure at the club level. Flick has won at the club level. He's won some of the biggest European competitions, and he's shown that he can win anything. I mean, he's if he can win the Champions League, he can win the World Cup, in my opinion. What's your favorite bet for Germany? So you got plus 115 to get out of their group. Um, and then to uh, to win it all, you have Germany plus 850. And then to reach the final, plus 450. Do you have a favorite from any of those? Or are you just going straight plus 850? Germany's going to do it. 
plus 850, I think they're going to win. I, okay. Germany was my not only my best bet, that is my prediction to win. I think Germany's going to win. Your, your backup here, you wrote down Denmark, plus 1,200. What are, what are your thoughts on Denmark here? So Denmark made the semifinals of the Euros, and they lost to England in extra time. It wasn't a one-sided beatdown by any means. In the Nations League, they're in a group with France, who they beat. So in the World Cup, they're in a group with France. I still favor Denmark in that matchup, actually. And the French team they beat in the Nations League was the full-strength French team. They beat the French team with Mbappe, with both Hernandez's, with uh, Benzema. This is a Danish team that has lost twice in all of 2022. And in actual competition, they've lost three times in all of 2021 and 2022. So you can get uh, you can get pretty good odds on them plus three hundred to come out on top of that group. So uh, sounds like you know you for sure would take that. Maybe not going all the way to the to the plus twenty eight hundred to win the cup, but you know, <laughs> hey, is it, what do you think? Is it is it worth a sprinkle to go all the way to twenty eight hundred, or do you just settle for you know a group winner, uh, you know, at at, at plus three hundred? I um. What is the path? I can't find a good thing for the path from the yeah, group so winner. I'll, I'll just go D. right here. The What I like the most here, I think the group D winner actually has a pretty favorable path. Uh, so you, basically you want Denmark to win the group. I, I guess yep. that's kind of what you always want. Um, but so the group D winner is going to go against the runners up in group C, which is probably going to be Mexico, Saudi Arabia or Poland. And that's a pretty good matchup right there. And then yep. you could even go another further. You got the winner of Group B, which maybe it's England, maybe it's one of the other teams. And then they're going against second place in Group A, which could be Senegal, Ecuador, uh, Qatar. So the route yeah. right there to the semifinals is pretty favorable. If you know Denmark, France, whoever wins Group D, I, I, I really like that route though, right there. Yeah, that's a really good route. I couldn't find it on the UEFA site. Uh, that's that even more. I probably would take Denmark to the semifinal and at the very least to win group D. Yeah. Uh, from what I could see, I've looked at a few different places. If you're watching again on DraftKings, uh, we have uh, to win it all to reach the final group winners. I, I haven't seen, you know, to get to the semifinal, to get to the quarterfinal kind of quarterfinal kind of thing. All of that will come as we get closer. I mean, we're about six months out right now. So uh, maybe five months. Okay. Maybe five months. It's already June. It's the end of June already. But Ian, thanks for joining us. Yeah, and, thanks for having me. Yep, at Ian Folletti on Twitter. Always has a bunch of eSports takes for you. And, <laughs> of course, Liverpool takes as well. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Up next, we have Martin Milev coming at – well, he's, he lives in Wisconsin at the moment, but he is from Bulgaria. Martin, welcome into the show. Uh, sorry that Bulgaria is again not in the World Cup. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't even want to get into this one. It's like so bad right now with the Bulgarian national team that it just, especially after the last few games. Like I, I hope the people don't know the score lines, and I'm not gonna even mention the draw with Gibraltar, <laughs> the two-five defeat by uh, by by Georgia at home. So anyway. Yeah, not very uh, good, but that's not, not the World not Cup. Good. Yeah, let's your go pick... back to the World Cup. Better, <laughs> better, better talk. Your pick is Spain. So Spain, they got the group of Germany. Are you scared at all being in the group of Germany? And then coming off of that, the, the runners-up, if they don't win that group, the runners-up plays the group F winner, which could be Belgium, could be one of these other teams. What do you like about Germany's route here? Sorry, Spain's um, route. Spain's route. Spain's route. Yeah, actually, I'm not particularly worried about how if they're gonna win the group or second because the other two teams are not very strong, so they'll go through anyway. And I think whichever team they face on the other side, they're like beatable. Like I'm not even scared of Belgium anymore. Like I think they're off their peak, so I think they're all. If if they they win the group, of course, it's gonna be easier for them. But even if they don't, I think they can just get through and get get far away it's like, it's like overall it's just really like exciting team to to watch right now and they're like playing very open offensive football and it's like a good team to to just enjoy to go all the way you know it's like 
that's what we all love football about like <clears throat> going the goals and like the attacks the passes the crosses and everything and it seems like the team is getting it together more and more under Luis Enrique and it's a youthful team that they gain experience with every game and I think the biggest probably X factor for them if they can win it or not is is uh, going to be Alvaro Morata. We've seen the best of him, we've seen the worst of him, but if they can get like the best of Morata, like a top scorer that he can get like five, six goals that they, they, they would know that they would get some goals from him like then I think that they really have a chance to win it. So I think, Martin, for, for me, you know, I, I actually think we're on the same page here. Looks like you have your your underdog here, the Netherlands. What what made you pick them? What do you like most about them? Uh, I definitely agree. I, I think they have a good shot, but but what made you pick them? Uh, they are pretty much they they have like a similar style like Spain. I mean, in terms of like they're playing very offensively and they're like open minded team and they they're attacking. They have some exciting players. Like one of my favorite players is like Memphis, of course. He's like he 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 kind of like with the with Spain, the the Dutch, like how how far they can get, it depends on which Memphis we get. Like you know, because we've seen the best of him, but he's struggled at times with the uh, the mental side of the game, and he he's he's been he's had games where he falls flat in the big game. So if if we can get the best of Memphis to lead them. And I think they have like a very solid uh, uh, line in the back, like with Virgil van Dijk and Matthias de Ligt. I think those two can really like help the team get through through the tough games. They just need a little. And now, now with Louis van Gaal, like a very experienced coach, of course, everybody knows him. I think that they would have like a ton of experience and they have like a ton of talent, you know, like the Netherlands are always like producing like some of the most exciting talents across Europe. So they they can they can do it and and like the last the last international window right now in June they, they had some really exciting games and some high scoring games and they showed like a ton of potential. I don't know how much we can read into those games because it was at the end of a really tiring season, but I think they can they can repeat it at the World Cup too. Martin, you mentioned we just keep flopping back and forth here between Spain and Netherlands, but. Uh, you you have a lot of hope, Ryan, on Alvaro Morata here. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you're kind of you're back in Spain to win, and you're saying that it depends on him. I don't know if I can get behind that strategy. I'll say that. But for Netherlands here, who are you going to be rooting for? Um, you know, assuming, I guess you. I'm just going to say Netherlands has a chance of playing the United States in the first round of knockouts. Um, if you bet Netherlands to win, whether they plus twelve hundred to win, would are you going to be rooting for United States where you live, or are you going to be uh, back in the team that you bet on Netherlands here? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a tough one because, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like like I like the Netherlands as how they play and some of their players, but yeah, I'll be definitely really happy to see United States advance to the quarterfinals or even more. So, I'll. For that game, I'll probably just enjoy the game and, and, and hope for a really open game and with a lot of goals and yeah, and, and see what happens. Maybe I'll be rooting secretly a little bit more for USA, but honestly, I don't I don't think that they can defeat the Netherlands. The I, way, I actually the think you're are. you're like in the perfect spot there, right? Like you can cheer for the US to win, and if they win, like, yeah, you're happy, you can celebrate yeah. with everybody. But if they lose, like, you still got a chance to win some money, right? Like, it's, yeah. a perfect, yeah. it's almost a perfect spot. Yeah, that's, that, that's, the, that's the thing that sometimes people tell you, like, don't bet for your teams, bet against them. Because if, if they win, if they win, you know, it's like it, it, either way, you, you would win something. Yeah, there you go. Martin Milev. Bulgarian soccer expert at RotoWire. He does a lot of our league content for us. Martin, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, we keep moving along here. Vinicius is up next. His devices are oh, – here we go. He's on. He's on. Here we go. Vinicius Carvajosa, 
coming to us. I believe you're in Brazil, correct? Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm here in Rio. And, well, my very biased but fundamental tip is on Brazil. But because of the odds, uh, I also like France for this World Cup. Are you scared at all about France, just in terms of how they played in Nation League, or about how, you know, they've actually looked uh, for the most part? I mean, they didn't play that well in, in Euros a couple years ago. Now you have them plus 650. You think the odd difference between between them and Brazil, 450, 650, that's enough to, to take France over Brazil, you think? Yeah, I think uh, Brazil and France are about the same and the odds uh, make France a better pick in this case. But uh, the the issues they had uh, recently and also in the last Euro Cup uh, maybe will make them stronger. Uh, France has a, a very balanced and strong team uh, on defense. Uh, on offense, Benzema is coming from his incredible end of season for Madrid. Mbappé, no comments about him. Uh, he's already one of the biggest stars in the world, so they have the, the means to to go all the way. And I, and I think the, the recent uh, disappointments may make them stronger. Uh, I do think Brazil is going to uh, be very strong in the World Cup too because we're like 20 years from the last title. That's a lot here in Brazil. Nobody uh, nobody uh, thinks in, other, in another thing now than winning again. So Neymar has a lot to prove. He's been in a lot of uh, controversy lately and He's not great in, in Paris, but um, he has a lot to prove. And it's like his last shot to win a World Cup. He will be 34 in the next one. And also to be named as the best player of the year is something we all know he, he wants a lot. So for your, your second team here, you, you've got Portugal. Pretty nice potential setup here right out the gate, assuming they win their group. Uh, they would get the Group G runner-up potentially, which you know could be uh, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon could even be a factor in there as well. So, um, you know, what what's your take on Portugal? But yeah, a good potential round of sixteen matchup to kind of again avoid some of those heavy hitters. They could end up beyond that going up against a Group F winner, who we you know we've talked about. Group F seems pretty wide open there, so a decent path for Portugal, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, they were uh, eliminated for uh, by Serbia in the qualification rights, and they had to go to the the other round. So I think that's something that will make them strength strong again if they face Serbia again. Serbia or Switzerland? I, I do believe Switzerland is favorite to 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 be the second, uh, but uh, they are better than both of them, and we all know that Cristiano uh, likes this kind of games. Uh, it would be like his last dance too. He's 37 now, and he already proved once he can carry uh, Portugal to biggest achievements, like in that Euro they won. Uh, so um, I do think that Cristiano is a factor, but they also have good young sporting players now. Uh, Vitinho are sold to PSG for a lot of money, 40 million euros, I believe. Uh, they have like Rafael Leão, Diogo Jota, uh, João Félix, lots of young people supporting, oh, of course, Bruno Fernandes and Bernardo Silva, make, they have a, a strong midfield. So I do like the, the the whole squad for Portugal and they have a decent path, as you said. So that's something that can make them go further. And if they go there, who knows what Cristiano is capable of doing. I, I don't really think they would, they would uh, win it all. But uh, if they... Among the teams of the the highest odds, I think they, they they have a shot more than like Belgium now, for example. Canisius, I will say that you mentioned Neymar is going to be thirty seven at the next World Cup, but hey, what about Ronaldo in this World Cup? Thirty seven. No, but... Neymar will be thirty four in the next one. Oh, 34? Okay. Now. All right. Yeah, but... yeah. So even younger than Ronaldo is right now. <laughs> but I got a question for you. Biggest for let you you're going with you mentioned France, Brazil, and I guess Portugal here. Top goal scorer in this tournament, who would you bet on? Neymar plus one thousand, Benzema plus one thousand. I guess we can throw Mbappe too plus seven fifty, and then you got Ronaldo at plus twelve hundred. Who would you take in this spot uh, to finish with the most goals in the World Cup? 
Actually, uh, with those odds, I like a lot Benzema as plus 1,000 because he's coming from an incredible season and he he likes this kind of games too where he can take his team in the end of games. He's scoring a lot of goals in the end of games and World Cup is all about that. So I think Benzema is a, is a good bet, and but also I would be there with Lionel Messi. It's also uh, kind of his last chance and Messi may score a lot of goals in this World Cup to try to take Argentina as far as he can. Yeah, uh, definitely Benzema. I was pretty much all over him in, in the Champions League run, and he's arguably you know, the best informed striker in the world right now. So plus 1,000 right there, and France are one of the favorites. So not bad. But Vinicius, thanks for joining us. And, uh, yeah, coming to us from Rio. Thank you, thank you thank again, you guys. Bye-bye. We got our South Korean expert. We got Seho Park and former intern at Rotowire. I believe he's in Madison at the moment. But Seho, welcome into the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I guess uh, before we get to your picks here of Brazil and Senegal you have down here, what what do you think of, of South Korea here? What do you think Sun's going to do? Are, are they going to be able to get out of group stages? I think there's a very good chance they can get second in the group stage behind Portugal. Uh, based on how Sun did in the 2018 World Cup and compared to the 2014 World Cup he performed in, I think there's a great uh, imp- improving curve that he has. Uh, Son scored two goals, I believe, in the 2018 FIFA World Cup compared to... Uh, I don't remember how many he scored in 2014, but it was less than two. I know that for sure. And so I think there's a good chance that South Korea can, can exceed expectations and make the round of 16, where they'll probably lose to Brazil or Switzerland. Yeah, I'll just add, you can get some you know, pretty good value on the... Uh, you know, to qualify from the group, plus 175, that... They come in third in terms of the odds behind Uruguay and Portugal, but uh, yeah, some some really good value. So Seho coming in hot with the the plus value there right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. For so for Brazil, and why do you like Brazil here? Just because they're the favorite, they have a pretty reasonable route. Do you think this is another year where, where Brazil can do it? They have, I mean, for the most part, they got experience. They got young guys. They got, it seems like every tournament Brazil has, you know, this combination of guys where they should be getting to the semifinals. They should be getting to the finals. Uh, why, why is this their year, though? I think this is where everything just comes together uh, because I think they have the youth, like you mentioned, you have guys like Vinicius and you have guys like Adam Militao coming up from Real Madrid. You have experienced guys like Neymar. You also have like gritty veterans. Like I think of Thiago Silva, the first guy that comes up. I think they have that perfect blend. And it's very rare for World Cup teams to to strike twice, for Lightning to strike twice, let's say. And I think it's finally Brazil's time to actually step up. And I think they will this time. Well, it looks like we got, uh, we'll, we'll switch over to your underdog here. We got Senegal as the underdog. Now, um, they'll obviously, big game in their group will be the Netherlands. But, like, in picking them, how much did you take into account that, like, this is Group A, they've avoided having to play one of the big, big heavy hitters there because, you know, Cutter gets Group A by default as the host. So, did that factor in that that they avoid some of those heavy hitters right off the bat? So when I made my selection, I didn't consider teams who I think are also underdogs but favorites. So like Portugal and the Netherlands, I considered them more favorites than underdogs. I selected a team I believe is almost impossibly unlikely to win the World Cup, but has a very good chance to go far. And I think Senegal could be that team because there's always that one or there's always one or multiple teams that could exceed expectations in the World Cup. We saw this with Croatia in 2018. We saw this with Costa Rica in 2014, Uruguay in 2010. I think Senegal could be that country in 2022. And I think the way that they do it is even if they finish first or second, I don't think that's much of a problem. I considered England and France more of the volatile top groups in the World Cup this year. So I believe that if Senegal finishes second, they will face England and in the round of 16, 
and then they could go into the quarterfinal where I believe they could face France and Denmark, France or Denmark. And I think they have the actual talent and the team to actually make it farther than a lot of people expect them to. So you have guys like Sadio Mane, Edouard Mendy, you have Idrissa Gay, you have a, a lot of good players and a lot of good, uh, a lot of capable players who can just make the team seem very good without much weaknesses. So that's why I picked Senegal as that one team who I think could go far than a lot of people expect them to. I, I like that idea. Uh, the more you kind of talk me into it. I mean, the route right there, <laughs> if they get second place in that group, the route isn't that difficult. Uh, I mean, England, England, I mean, they're beatable. They're beatable. They play really defensive. And we have new Bayern Munich player, Sadio Mane. I mean, you can't go against him. So, Seho, uh, thank you for coming on and joining us. And uh, you can find him. I guess you got his uh, right on there, Lionhearts HP on Twitter there. But, Seho, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you around. Thank you for having me. All right, next up we have Juan Pablo Aravena. Sorry, JP. JP, there you go. He's yeah, coming not, to us. Are you, in, are you in Chile right now? Yeah, man. Okay, there we go. So your pick, you cannot pick Chile, uh, unfortunately, but uh, you got Argentina. Uh, This is, you are the only one with Argentina, I guess. This is the first time we're talking about Messi and Argentina here. So tell us about Argentina. I'm actually surprised that I was the only one who selected Argentina. I mean, we're talking about a team that has gone undefeated for 33 matches. They haven't lost a competitive game since 2019. They're in, like blistered in form. They have Messi. They have an excellent supporting cast. They have Lautaro Martinez. They have Dybala. They have Di Maria. They have uh, Martinez in goal. They have a strong defense. Uh, and they mesh really well as a unit. Uh, they're one of the few top-class teams that actually play like a team. Like every time Argentina plays, you know what they're doing. You know, uh, you know what they're trying to do. You know the tactical system. That's something that doesn't happen with some of the other informed teams. Like, France usually rotates their squad, rotates the system, uh, the same with Brazil. So, continuity would be quite of an edge for Argentina, definitely. And their form as well, and the presence of Messi. I mean, they have everything in their favor to make a deep round of the World Cup. Well, JP, whoever wrote our uh, group, you know, Group C preview seem to favor Poland instead. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure which one of us might have done that, but uh, do, do I know, you... I know I wasn't, definitely. <laughs> no, it's definitely me. Um, of, of the other two, so let's let's say you're right, Argentina's going to win the group. Do you, do you have a thought on who between Poland or Mexico would potentially come out of that group? I mean, obviously Poland, similar to Argentina, has the, the big name and, and Robert Lewandowski – Obviously not the same level of supporting cast, um, but but what is your thought there about uh, the rest of that group? Mm, I, I would go with Mexico. Um, not just because of the Latino connection, um, <laughs> but I think it's Poland. Uh, sure, they have Lewandowski. Sielinski uh, is in very good form. Um, Adam Books as well, but they don't, they don't have like a lot of quality players outside of those three. Like, if you remove Lewandowski, if you remove Zielinski, they wouldn't have even qualify for the World Cup. Mexico has a lot of players in Europe, uh, has a team that has been playing together for quite a while, and despite what the Mexican media says, uh, they have an excellent head coach in Gerardo Martino. So I think they are slightly favored over, over Poland, but it's close. Any of the two uh, could go behind Argentina. Yeah, the uh, to qualify from the group, both Mexico and Poland are minus one twenty. So there's basically DraftKings. I'm using DraftKings, by the way. Again, if you're watching this, DraftKings yeah. is stealing your money because uh, to get out of the group, they're both minus one twenty, and then you have Argentina at minus twenty five hundred. So I probably, I'd probably look at. Uh, I don't have the odds in front of me, but if you want to pick one of those sides to advance, I'd look at the head-to-head matchup between Mexico and Poland, and maybe you take one of those teams in that matchup. But for your underdog, yeah. Portugal, same as Vinicius. So this is it for Ronaldo. Unless I don't know, is he going to be playing in four years? I, maybe we shouldn't doubt Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why wouldn't he? I mean, I mean, he's thirty-seven, but he runs like he's twenty-five. And he's built like he's 20. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he said a few weeks ago that he was going to stop playing whenever he wanted to, that nobody's going to retire him from the international team. He continues to break records. And even if this is not his last dance, uh, there's a strong chance that this might be the best opportunity he has to make a deep run of the World Cup. Portugal has a very favorable group. Uh, they have a relatively easy schedule as well. Uh, and they're a very good team across the board. They might, they might have a hole in the holding midfielder section. Like, I'm not convinced of the players that are going to be behind Bernardo Silva and Bruno Fernandes. Uh, but they have a great goalkeeper. They have Ruben Diaz, Rafael Guerrero. Uh, well, of course, Ronaldo, Diogo Jota, uh, Silva, Fernandes, Rafael Leal. I mean, there's talent and quality across the board. Yeah, Ronaldo, just to go full American on this podcast, he's almost, the way you're talking about him, it's like the Tom Brady here in the NFL, who this guy just, he just keeps playing. He's, he's going to be 50, and he's still playing in the NFL. And then yeah. eight <laughs> years from now, we're going to see Ronaldo at what, I mean, he's going to be 45 years old in the World Cup, and, like, he's just he's just this potent striker. He's still jumping over everyone on corners and stuff. And, and he's everyone, still going to be 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sounds he's... more like the the, the Yarmir Yager of, of soccer. So we'll, we'll... <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna use that same example, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before you go, so what what would your bet what bet would you make? So you got Portugal plus fourteen hundred, you got uh, Argentina plus six hundred. Would you take that Argentina plus six hundred to win it all? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Definitely. I, I don't think Portugal's yeah. gonna go all the way, but they're definitely gonna make a deep run, that's for sure. Yeah, so once those odds come out, something like a Portugal semifinals, Portugal quarterfinals, something like that kind of thing. Yeah, I would go with Portugal quarterfinals easily. There we go. All right, JP, thanks for coming on, coming to us from Chile. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thanks for having yeah, we got no problem. We got one more guest, I believe. Let me check. Yes, one more guest. We're we're getting through the list here. We have Wagner Silva. So, Wagner, let me get this straight. You're currently located in Buenos Aires, but you're from Brazil, correct? Yes. Yes, exactly. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. And thanks, yes. for, thanks for waiting around uh, for us to, to get to you last year, st sticking with us. No, it's a pleasure. So, Wagner, it looks like you're not going with any underdogs here. You're going straight with the favorites, Brazil, Argentina, you know, your two, the two countries where you've been located in your life here, and then France. Uh, so what is your favorite between those three teams? What, who do you think is going to win? Uh, in my opinion, Brazil is the favorite, the biggest favorite to win win it all. Uh, I believe uh, Brazil has played uh, great during the qualifiers. Uh, we have two of the best, uh, of the top five goalkeepers in the world right now, in Allison and Ederson. Uh, also, great center backs like Militao, uh, Thiago Silva, Marquinhos. Then we are very solid in midfield, and. Uh, the 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 biggest surprise during uh, during these last four years uh, is the generation of wingers we have uh, in Vinicius, uh, Rodrigo, uh, Anthony, uh, Rafinha, and just two of them will play. Uh, our biggest weakness uh, right now is the number nine position. Uh, we tried in Brazil a lot of uh, alternatives uh, in Firmino, uh, Richarlison, Gabriel Jesus, and Gabriel Barbosa. And I believe uh, we will have a different way of solving this issue uh, in one of the last uh, games during the qualifiers, Brazil, uh, Tite test Neymar as a false nine. And Brazil had a great performance, uh, 1-4-0. Neymar uh, didn't have to, to, just, to, to spend uh, much energy uh, coming back. And, and it, that opened a, a lots of uh, new... Uh, New new paths uh, for for the wingers to 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 step into the box. Paqueta coming coming from behind. I believe uh, we we had a totally different team, and it's uh, it will be a necessary uh, change uh, to be made uh, to to strengthen uh, our chances to to win at all. Um, 
And on the other hand, uh, I believe Argentina uh, will inevitably uh, be our opponent in the semifinals. Uh, this matchup uh, has been very elusive over the last 32 years since 1990 when they matched up in the quarterfinals. And in 1998, Argentina lost uh, to Netherlands before uh, matching up against Brazil. And then 2014, Brazil tragically lost by 7-1 against Germany. It would be a dream final. Uh, between the, the the two teams, and but I believe both both sides right now have uh, great chances to to finish first in their respective groups and then advance uh, until they they meet on December 13, uh, dream semifinal between Brazil Argentina. Perfect, perfect. You got it all planned out. I, I like that. So. Uh, if France is going to play spoiler for for your semifinal there, uh, they come in to reach the final plus two seventy five. What do you what do you like about France? Not worried about you know the the World Cup slump or the the Nations League performance. Uh, what do you like about them? Uh, well, uh, there are several examples of uh, national teams that uh, played poorly uh, during the qualifiers or the friendlies that preceded the World Cup and then performed great. Uh, Brazil did it twice. Uh, 1994, uh, Brazil uh, was on verge of getting eliminated from World Cup. 2002, Brazil lost to Honduras during uh, Copa America. 2000, uh, 2001, and then they came to win it all in 2002. So I believe uh, the biggest uh, teams, where, when at the biggest stages, uh, they leave it all behind. And it's a short tournament, seven games in France, in my opinion, have the deepest squad of any of the 32 teams. They have at least three great options for any given position. Uh, if you think left back, they have Theo Hernandez, Lucas Hernandez, Lucas Digne. Uh, they added lot, lots of young young players to a already world champion uh, team, uh, Chuameni. He's playing amazing uh, over the last uh, few months. Uh, now he joined Real Madrid. Uh, we have Benzema back. Uh, <laughs> that, that's not any biggest uh, reinforcement than Benzema being back to France. Now they have new centre-backs like Conde, Konate, uh, Upamecano joining uh, already a solid group of centre-backs. So no matter the position uh, we're talking about, France uh, has the resources to, to make a lot of noise and they they will have a tough patch, a, a tough path, sorry, uh, to, to go to a final, but they have they, they would be favored against any oppos any opponent, to, and they would meet. Um, if they finish first in that group, they would finish. Uh, they would uh, face, in my opinion, the winner of the Brazil Argentina semifinal. So while we're while we're talking about uh, France here, there's a possibility that France. Let's just say. France, they finished second in Group D. Denmark wins Group D. We got Argentina against France in the first round of knockouts. So in that match, probably maybe France will be a small favorite. Uh, I guess it will depend on what these teams look like in, in group stages. But I guess maybe if France is finishing second, maybe Argentina will be the favorite. But just in terms, if that matchup happens, who do you like between Argentina and France? Uh, in my opinion, uh, France, uh, talent-wise, is the best team. Uh, but Argentina uh, has Messi. They have a lot of motivation after winning their first title uh, since 1993. Uh, and the most important, like JP said before, uh, they are playing as a team like no other national team is playing right now. Uh, uh, Scaloni has uh, put up a lot of pieces uh, to play uh, together since they, uh, since he took, uh, since they took the reins as an, uh, the, the the national team coach, and that they have a, a mid uh, a midfield that I don't know has like thirty matches under the, their belt in Paredes, Lochelso, and the Paul. 
And then they have uh, some pleasant surprises like uh, Martinez as a goalkeeper, Nahuatl Molina uh, at, at right back, Christian Romero, a lot of pieces that uh, joined uh, through the process during these four years. And I believe uh, Argentina's, our Argentina chances uh, are way bigger than they were uh, four years ago. All right, there you go. AJ, you got anything else? No, no, I'm, I'm all set. I think we knocked that out of the park. All right, Wagner, thanks for coming on, talking some South American teams with a touch of France. Wagner, thank you again, and yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, AJ. So we just talked, I don't know, 45 minutes with a lot of different input, a lot of different uh, insight. Has, has anything changed your mind for how you're, you're going to attack the bracket here? I, I've had like five pages up scrolling back and forth, trying to trying to get this bracket together so I can see what I'm actually talking about, make sure it's true. I will say uh, uh, JP pointed out to me this. I've been the bracket I had up at the beginning of the show from DraftKings. It has Peru in the, in the group, but uh, Australia is in. So uh, in case anyone else noticed that, but have, have your thoughts changed about anything after, after uh, all these discussions we had? Um, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be quite so bullish on, on Poland. It seems like uh, <laughs> a lot of, Not everybody else likes uh, likes Argentina there, but I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the play then um, to to get in there. But uh, yeah, so that one, uh, and then obviously you know uh, starting it off with the the Group F kind of shuffle. Um, you know, I I think uh, that that group is probably pretty wide open. I don't know if I'm going quite so far to say that Belgium and Croatia both won't make it. Um, but but maybe one of those teams stands to to not get out of the the group stage. Yeah, it almost feels like because of of what Belgium has done uh, in recent history, and I'm sure they're getting older. That people are just like, okay, Belgium's just going to disappoint automatically. I mean, even then, like they finished what third place four years ago, quarterfinals 2014. So it's it, I mean, it's not even like they're playing that bad. And it's not like they're that old. Uh, uh, someone mentioned that they're old, but I mean, Croatia is a really old team. Like their their midfield's what they're built around Luka Modric, and um, I, that group is difficult. I don't think both Belgium and Croatia will advance. Uh, so I, I'd probably say Belgium and, and either Canada or Morocco go through. But just in terms of Belgium, I, I maybe think it's starting to seem like in the prior World Cups, it's been like Belgium, they're the, this is the golden generation. So it's like, okay, let's take Belgium all the way. But now it's like it, Belgium has disappointed so much in prior tournaments that people are like, 
I don't like Belgium. They're not going to get out of the group kind of a thing, but maybe we should go the other way. Cause I mean, you look at it and what, uh, I guess, I guess they still play group E. So it's going to be Germany, Spain, probably. So it's not the, the most, it's not the easiest route, but I, I think it's almost like you go the opposite way of what it seems like the general public is, is saying, this isn't the time for Belgium right now. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we've, we've talked to, uh, you know, in years past, as you mentioned, the, the golden generation, um, you know, kind of, kind of disappointing. Uh, I think Canada's is a much more up and coming squad than, than they're getting some credit for, at least in terms of the odds. Um, so yeah, no, no doubt. It is not an easy group to come out of, but, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I won some, we did a little pool, a little rotowire pool, won some, some money on Croatia. Uh, so I might, might stick with them again. Um, but we'll have to see. I, I, I got a lot to think about with, uh, Morocco and, and Canada there. Yeah, we're getting some comments here uh, before we go. Uh, uh, someone from Belgium does not like France, and they're saying Croatia has an insane insane midfield of Brozovic, Modric, and Kovacic. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, in years past, like their top forward has been, you know, Mandzukic, and I'm just not sure like they're going to have enough scoring, maybe, maybe enough scoring to get out of the group. We'll see. I do like certain phases of their game. We'll see what happens with their back line. Um, that article, I already wrote it, but that article will be coming out for group F on rotowire.com uh, later this week. But um, any other thoughts here? USA, I'm sure we'll have some USA content here in the next few months, but I will say that the Senegal play, I think it was uh, say ho, right? Had the yep. Senegal play. I, I, that one is kind of intriguing because I'm not 100% sold that Netherlands is just going to run through that group. Uh, we've seen in recent tournaments where their defense still has some problems, and it's not like you know Memphis Depay, he's a great player, but it's not like they're going to have automatic goals, and their back line still has some issues. So I think Senegal is pretty interesting. I mean, it wouldn't be surprising if, if they can – they could actually win that group, but even then you can get them to qualify there. But uh, I, I already disagreed with you about uh, your Poland pick, so we don't have to go over that anymore. <laughs> um, any other thoughts here? This is we're, we're going on 55 minutes, but there's been a lot of uh, different information that, that we've had in this show. So I'm just trying to trying to take it all in uh, on the uh, on the live show here. But any any other thoughts here? Yeah, I'll just I mean, I'll quickly echo your thoughts on, on Senegal. Look, it's only their third time having even qualified for the World Cup. But we have to remember, this is a team that just won the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations. So it's not like they haven't had recent success. You know, we highlighted uh, Sadio Mane uh, as part of that. So Bayern Munich's Sadio Mane, we should say these days. But uh so, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting play as well. Um, and then as far as, you know, the U.S., I I want to say this is their, a, you know, a decent chance to advance, um, at least out of the group. Uh, you know, maybe England disappoints and, and they could, you know, kind of be surprise winners there of, of Group B. Um, but, you know, if you, you get the runner up of Group B, potentially I don't hate the matchup with a, a Group A winner. Um, there's definitely harder ones out there that I think you could get if you were the runner up. So it, it certainly won't be easy for them to, you know, advance, um, you know, beyond the 16, but I do think they have a decent shot at, at getting out of the group there. Yeah. The group B I think is, is kind of maybe not exactly, but it's kind of like group F where you have, you have Belgium, you know, assume best team and then you have Croatia. Okay. Morocco, Canada, pretty solid teams. Kind of the same with, with Group B. I mean, you got England, okay, decent favorite. But then you got, you know, the mix of teams right there that all – it seems like they all have a chance to advance for the most part. I mean, uh, but, yeah, just looking through this bracket, I will say that Brazil, it seems like it's almost a given. Uh, maybe not a given uh, – it seems like they have a great path to get to the quarterfinals. I'd say more than anyone, their path is extremely favorable uh, because, you know, it 
they're probably going to win their group and then they're going to get second place out of group H. And whether that's, even if it's Portugal in second place, I don't think that matters. I think it's just, I think it's a pretty easy route for them. I looked at the prior matchups. If Uruguay, who is favored to finish second in group H, Brazil has not lost in the last 12 matchups between Uruguay. So you got in that in there, but uh, just looking through that um, before we go, this is a betting show. I feel like we've been talking a lot of generalities. I try to put in some odds here and there. Um, so we got Brazil plus 450. Uh, the odds just don't seem good enough. Uh, I believe it was Vinicius that said that, but yeah, I mean, this is a full tournament. You got all these games. What if Neymar gets hurt, which is possible? What if these guys get hurt? Like this plus 450 is just really hard to take. Even if we think Brazil are going to do it, are the best team, have the easiest route. I would be tentative on taking something like the plus 450. I would rather look at maybe a game-to-game basis. You can get like Brazil minus one and a half against some of these teams, that kind of a thing. But uh, just anything that stands out to you odds-wise, it seemed like the people that like Portugal, don't think they're going to win. So they're plus 1,400. We mentioned Belgium, Netherlands, plus 1,200. Do you think anyone uh, – what do you think is the furthest you'd go uh, for a bet uh, in terms of the longest odds here to win the World Cup? Uh, would you go down to Portugal, or would it be like someone like Germany even at plus 850? Well, yeah, I'll definitely you know, take a, take a slice of Germany there at 850. I, I think that returns pretty good odds. Um, but as far as, as like as far down as I go, you know, you mentioned Croatia being, you know, plus uh, 3000, I think it was uh, four years ago. I think they still have a really good team. So plus 5000, like that's that's worth a sprinkle. Um, you know, you may not want to, you know, <laughs> bet your house on that one. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think Croatia could still be a factor in here. Um, you know, and I, I tend to go for a little more odds. So I, I think I would rather take, you know, Germany at, at plus 850 than go for Brazil, you know, that, you know, one, as you said, Neymar gets hurt, um, Argentina, Messi gets hurt. Like, so go for, you know, Germany a little bit further down to get some more value out of it. But yeah, as far as like, as far down as I would go, probably Croatia, if I'm, if I'm being realistic here. Um, and you know, we'll be honest, I'll throw some down on the U S at, at plus 8,000. Why not? Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think realistically as far down as I would go as Croatia. I think Croatia is plus 5,000 because in their first knockout match, they're going to get Spain or they're going to get Germany. I think that's the issue when you take Croatia, you, you're going to need them to beat one of those teams in their first knockout match. I mean, obviously it's possible, but it's just, uh, extremely difficult. <laughs> um, and then if they're second in group F, they're probably going to see Brazil in the quarterfinals. So you have a really difficult route for whoever finishes second in group F. That's, that's the main thing that kind of stands in the path there. Uh, so with Croatia, with that bet, you'd obviously want them to win the group. Um, I guess that's kind of obvious uh, when you <laughs> bet them to win it all at plus 5,000. So, but yeah, just in terms of that, I'll leave. Let's say we got uh, to reach the final. We got Senegal plus 2,500, Croatia plus 2,000. So this is a bet not to win it all, but just to get there. We got Portugal. I think uh, from the bracket we're looking at, just on in terms of I think the right side of the bracket will be the way to go because the left side, they're going to have Argentina. They're going to have Brazil. So if you put that into consideration, you got Ronaldo. You got Portugal here who uh, – I like them to win Group H. I'll say that. We got Belgium here. Uh, we got the France. We got the Denmarks. We got England and United States, Wales. So, I mean, you look at that, and I think I kind of like just taking one of these teams to reach the final. Um, like, you can get Portugal plus 550. You can get Belgium plus 550 to reach the final. And, like, they'll be going against maybe maybe i mean we're just assuming things but obviously upsets can happen so i mean it could be going against england it could be going against denmark um what either spain or, or germany will be in there i didn't mention that at the start but i think that is just looking at the right side of the bracket i guess uh i, I exited off the page it's not even up here anymore but the right side of the bracket is kind of what i've been looking at group b group d group f group, group h um 
So that's kind of what I want to focus on in terms of some future bets, at least to reach the final, because then you got betting overall, betting total winner, Brazil, Argentina. But we're over an hour, AJ. I think that's all we can do on this, uh, unless you have another hour of discussion, what, <laughs> five months out of the tournament, unless you want to do that. Uh, go for it. I'll, I'll just sit here and, and listen to you talk. <laughs> no, I think we can save that for, for future future breakdowns. I, I think we've covered it pretty good. It was nice to have some other viewpoints other than, than just us and to, you know, bring, bring everybody on. I think, uh, talked a, a lot of good stuff, man. Yeah. Thanks to everyone that came on. Uh, we'll have continuous world cup content as we get closer. Obviously we already have premier league. We have, we just got, uh, Marco Garcia, our Liga MX expert, just came out with a betting futures article for Liga MX, which starts July 1st. So if you want to check that out, it's also rotowire.com on the soccer page. But yeah, I don't know what we're going to have uh, in terms of podcasts, in terms of videos uh, for the World Cup, but we will have something. We definitely have the articles coming out. We will have more articles coming out. We'll probably have fantasy rankings. We'll probably have a bracket breakdown. We'll probably have whatever uh, anything you can think of we'll probably have it we're gonna have a lot of stuff as you can see we have a deep staff and they're from around the world so it's not just you know two midwestern americans talking about <laughs> what they think is going to happen in the world cup so we have a bunch of help from around the world but aj at aj shoals 24 on twitter i am at road is Again, rotowire.com. Here is the soccer page. We got all of our World Cup articles. I got us, uh, after the EPL schedule came out last week, I got some futures in there. The League MX article, we got it all. Even though it's the off season, we still put out the content. That's what we do for the people. That's what I always say. That's what we do for the people here at Rotowire. But hey, like and subscribe, YouTube, podcast form. AJ, we'll see you, I don't know, at some other point. You're going to be in Vegas for half of July, so maybe we won't see you in the next month. But uh, <laughs> we'll see you at some point in the coming months. Yeah, peace out, man. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.